0: for us as believers and new testament christians because pentecost is when the holy spirit was given to us right so praise god now you can be baptized in the holy spirit so you need the holy spirit for everything now because he is the counselor the advocate the helper the comforter scripture says the paraclete he stands back to back with you he's got your back he's the teacher he's the advisor he leads us into all truth and so pentecost was powerful And we're going to see here that Acts, more or less, it really discusses it in the second chapter, but it it makes an allusion to it in the first chapter about the Spirit of God being given to God's people, but also to those who would accept Jesus in the future. And now you are God's people. Somebody say amen. Aren't you glad? So the Acts of the Apostles, this is powerful. We're going to just take our time. I don't have a time limit. I don't. Well, service by service, I do. Don't get stressed out. You know, I got to be done in here by seven because the next service comes in. But I'm not. I'm not going to rush through this book. If we need to take side journeys along the way, praise God. But let's get into the book, the Acts of the Apostles. Um, this book was written by Luke, Doctor Luke, who wrote the Book of Luke. All right. Now it's interesting. If you look. Let's see here. At the beginning of the book of Luke, he kind of begins it similarly, but he's writing the letter to someone named Theophilus. And if you know a little bit about Greek, Theophilus means lover of God. Now we still don't know if that means it was actually a a guy named Theophilus, right? Or if he's just speaking to anyone who loves God. Very interesting side note there, okay? So Luke and the book of Acts was written by Luke himself. He hung out with the apostles. He went on uh, journeys with them. He went on journeys with um, the apostle Paul. The apostle Paul actually mentions him uh, in, in the book of Timothy. He says, Luke is very profitable to me for ministry. So we know he was right in the big mix of it with the early apostles, not long after Jesus died and rose again and then went to heaven. So very important book. And this talks about the power and the grace that was given us, <laughs> our spiritual ancestors, after Jesus died, rose again, went back to heaven. So let's start off with Acts chapter 1. Without further, abdu- further ado, look at this. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, once again, we don't know if that's an individual or just anyone who loves God. Theophilus meaning lover of God, one who loves God about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Now, that's powerful. He says, in my first book, he's referring to what? Which book? Luke. You were listening, yes. He's referring to Luke because Luke wrote Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. I think someone in here said Genesis. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Leviticus. And by the way, can I just tell you all something? I just, I love the word. I know you do too. Most books are my favorite, but i got to be real with y'all right now about something. And I'm like a dog this way. We saw a letter one time that was, someone said, this is a letter written to their owners in their journal, right? Dogs don't really write. But you know, in a dog's mind, it says everything is their favorite. It's breakfast. It's my favorite. It's time to cuddle. It's my favorite. It's time to get in the car and go. It's my favorite. I think their least favorite is maybe the vet or the dog wash. I don't know. But I'm this way about the word. You bring up the word, I'm like, that's my favorite. Oh, Matthew, oh, that's a good book. It's na- oh, I'm named after Matthew, it's my favorite. But let me be real with y'all. I'm in the book of Leviticus right now, and it's not my favorite. Just, I just want to be real with you. But Acts of the Apostles, one of my favorites. So let's start again with verse 1. In my first book, the book of Luke. All right, yes. I told you, Theophilus, lover of God, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. How powerful. Can you imagine everything Jesus began to do and teach? Until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles, apostles a word that just means messengers, further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. Somebody say, Jesus is alive. Oh, praise God. Because he is alive and because he lives, like the song says, we can face tomorrow. He proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he did what? He talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, this is interesting. Very unusual scripture. He said, do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. All right. The gift. Say, what gift? I'm glad you asked. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is fascinating about God that the father sent the son and the son, as he promised, Jesus said, I'm going to send to you another comforter. Do you remember that? He said, I tell you that I'm going to be taken from you, and you you mourn. But he said, get ready, because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And in essence, this is the Matt translation, he said, your joy is going to be full. You're going to get full as in complete. You're going to get prayers answered. He said, if I don't go away, then I can't send you the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I can send you the Holy Spirit. What are the advantages to the Holy Spirit being sent here? Well, think about it. He is moving everywhere at once. Jesus was in a human body before He died and rose again, right? So now the Holy Spirit is moving all over the world because of what Jesus did, because He kept His Word. So the Father sent the Son, the Son sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit brought truth and comfort and joy and answered prayers and speaking in tongues upon the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, all this amazing stuff... Praise God, all because Jesus suffered, died, and rose again, all right? So John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? You know, they were looking at carnal things, right? We as Americans, you don't want to see um, America's downfall, do you? You don't. But you know at some point, God is going to allow things to happen for the end time clock to keep moving right we're seeing crazy stuff going on right now they they were looking through through physical eyes they said lord has the time come for you to free israel and restore our kingdom <laughs> he replied the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they're not for you to know but but i love this part That's my favorite, right? (laughs) But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I'm going to tell you right now, I was baptized in the the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues when I was 13, the summer after my seventh grade year. And it gave me such a hunger for God's word. Some of you say, man, I don't know that I've had that experience yet, but I have a hunger for the word. Well, get ready because the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. Why? Because you believe. Someone say, I believe. Say, man, I'm a little nervous about it. Don't be. Why would you be nervous about the gift, any gift from the Lord, right? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, Lee County, West Texas, wherever you go, wherever you have family. How many of you all have family? Let's, let's start here. How many of you all fa- have family in other places in New Mexico? Raise your hand. Because that's, that's always the best place to start your mission, Right? Okay, How about Texas? Anybody got family in Texas? All right. How about Colorado? Oh man, this is crazy. Just in this Mexico. Oh man, that's crazy. Familia in Mexico. Just in case they're listening, that's in Espanol, right? Familia in Mexico. OK, Cali. anybody got family in California? Florida. North Carolina. Georgia. Anybody? We we're covering, do you? Oh, yeah, Jen has family in Georgia. Um, some other country besides Mexico. Anybody have family? Jen, you won, baby. You won. <laughs> you, you have family in another country apart from Mexico? Where? Oh, 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 no, that's a state. Oh, okay, no, we misheard each other. Okay, that, it, it sounds like they're from another country, right? That's right, eh? How are you guys doing over there, eh? Yeah, true. Any other countries besides Mexico or Wisconsin? No, uh, no other ones. I, uh, yeah, Thailand just kind of trumps everybody. I don't. Do I have any family in other places? Um, no, I have friends all over the world. So look, where do you start? Usually, even when they're tired of hearing you talk about Jesus, you start with your family, don't you? Hey, y'all, man, God done changed me. I'm not going to live like that. And they're going, oh, here we go, right? I love this text because it's talking about go where you're known and go where you know, right? But then sometimes God sends you to other places like the ends of the earth. He's talking to them about areas they're familiar with and unfamiliar with. Did you know the farthest place from Israel, I'm told, is guess where? I'm going to give you five guesses. Does anyone want to hazard a guess? sir? Mississippi. That's a a live guess, man. No. But it's a cool guess, and you got guts. I like it. The farthest place on the planet from Israel, according to distances and miles, is supposedly Fiji. The ends of the earth. Saw a godly documentary on that one time. But the gospel's gone everywhere now, and we're not done yet. I just saw something on the U version of the Bible the other day and I love this because we still have the spiritual DNA of our spiritual ancestors the apostle Paul number 1 Jesus but Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Jesus and the people that followed Jesus in his time and the Thomas and the other disciples praise God we still got that spiritual DNA to man I got to share it I got to share it we've had the privilege to go to South Africa we spent time there there's several of us in this room gosh there's I think seven of us in this room that went to South Africa either in 2007, 2008, or 2009 or all three. We've been to Guatemala. We've seen God move in Mexico and in Russia and Indonesia and Cambodia and I'm not going to tell you all the other places. Just It's amazing. Why is that important? Well, because everybody needs to hear. And Jesus knew it. He said, by my Holy Spirit, now I'm going to empower you to have boldness and to take this message to your family, right? Your Judea, your Samaria, your Lee County, your Hobbs, your New Mexico, your West Texas. Your hey, anybody got family here in uh, Arizona? Anybody? <laughs> Amazing how this room is connected all over. Amazing, and that's important. Keep talking to people if they're not tired of listening to you yet. Keep talking to them about Jesus. Once they get tired, you just go okay and just keep praying for them, right? You don't get in. Don't pick a fight with them. But Jesus said, let's read this verse again. Let's go to the beginning of that verse, if you don't mind back there. But you will receive power. Someone say power. Uh Uh-huh. God will empower you by his Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem. Where else? throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, wherever you are in that region and all the way around the earth. Praise God. That's always been God's purpose, to have the earth filled with his family. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. Can you imagine that moment? They watched Jesus ascend into heaven, and they just stood there like this. (laughs) Look at the next verse. As they strained to see him rising into heaven. After a while, you you can't see Can't see him anymore, and they're going, Oh man, what's next now? Two white robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Let me add something in here. It's time to move on to the next thing. Is somebody here with me tonight? It's time to move on to the next thing. You grow. Here, God has planted you here in this church. You grow where you're planted. Let me move a little closer to you on that. You may have to adjust the camera. You grow where you're planted. But you never get satisfied with where you are in God. You never get, you can be satisfied, meaning, man, I, I feel great fulfillment, but what's next in God? Remember, I talked about this Sunday. It's from faith to faith you believe for this, say, well, I had faith for that. I got a new home. I'm done. I don't have to believe God anymore. No. The most dangerous time in your life, I believe it was Oral Roberts who said, is a time where you feel like you do not have a need from God. You do not have a need that God can supply. No, you've always got to be believing for something. How many of you are believing for something right now? Be honest. I know you are. You're (laughs) You're like, oh yeah, I'm believing God for something right now. And it's on its way. I'm praying once again that God take you from despair, to hope, to faith, to a miracle. From despair, to hope, to faith, to a miracle. Can I, I don't know why I need to say that again, because it's about to shake us up, isn't it? From despair, I've been there. Despair, to hope. He say, God can do it. I, I feel like he's going to do something good. I feel like Something good is about to happen. We used to sing that song in the late 70s, I remember, at church. I got a feeling, I, I, I feel like something good is about to happen. Despair to hope. You say, man, God's going to do it. He can do it. He can do it. I know it. I, I feel it. I, I'm expectant. There's a light at the end of the tunnel from, to faith that says, oh, he's going to do it, and he's done it, and I'm going to receive it now to a miracle where you see it manifested with your physical eyes. Despair to hope to faith to a miracle you know what i love about god he always meets you where you are you see this verse here men of galilee they said why are you standing here staring into heaven the angels of the lord were sent to say okay here we are now move along there's nothing to see here he's back in heaven jesus has been taken and they had to remind them jesus has been taken from you into heaven but someday someone say someday Someday. everybody in this house i promise has a someday you have a someday, man. It's next. It's on the horizon. It could be tomorrow morning. You may wake up to your Sunday tomorrow morning. You just watch. Someday he will return from heaven in the what? In the same way you saw him go. Scripture says he will return in the clouds of great power. Mm. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile, not far. When they arrived, they went to the upstairs room, that's called the upper room, of the house where they were staying. Here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, who else? Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew. Bless his heart. What a good name. James, son of Alphaeus. Simon the Zealot and Judas, son of James. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer. And look at this, y'all get ready. Along with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Man, that's powerful. I don't know why that always touches my heart when you hear about these women. Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. How interesting, because remember the brothers and sisters of Jesus used to make fun of him? Do you remember that? They'd tell him funny things like, hey, if you're so great, why don't you go here and go there so that your name will be known? Go do your miracles over there. Kind of mocking him. Well, guess what? Jesus appeared. We know that he appeared to James, right? Right? who became the pastor in Jerusalem hereafter. (laughs) I told you I was the son of God. Wow. During this time when about 120 believers, all they believed in was what? Jesus and his word. Just real simple. They were together in one place. Peter stood up and addressed them. Always a leader, always passionate, sometimes off target, sometimes on target, but a great man nonetheless. Brothers, he said the scriptures had to be fulfilled concerning Judas. Anybody remember Judas. Aren't you glad you weren't him? Oh, my gosh. Who guided those who arrested Jesus. This was predicted long ago by the Holy Spirit. They're already getting a revelation of the Holy Spirit here, speaking through King David. God's already giving them a revelation of who he is in the person of the Holy Spirit. Judas was one of us, and he shared in the ministry with us. This is sad here. Judas had bought a field with the money he received for his treachery. Falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. (laughs) How many of you know the Bible doesn't pull any punches? (laughs) Wow. Uh, The news of his death spread to all the people of Jerusalem, and they gave the place the Aramaic name Akeldama, which means the field of blood. Interesting. Peter continued, This was written in the book of Psalms. Did you notice that one of the precursors to God really manifesting himself in your life is getting into the word. It sounds like Peter has been reading his Bible. Did you catch that? Look at that. This was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate with no one living in it. Let me, let me speak to somebody tonight real quick. As your pastor, your friend, your big brother in the faith, you've got to get in the word. You say, man, I don't, I don't really understand King James. Well, who does? Very few people read their Bible in King James now. I think it's beautiful. I think it's eloquent. I think Shakespearean English is is something that is nice. But can you imagine? We don't talk to each other. for hast thou been, my friend? You know? I beseech thee. Can you imagine? I woke up in the morning. I said, baby, good morning. And I beseech thee. (laughs) Shall we spend time together? Oh, love. Right? And you add a British accent to that, it just makes it more powerful, more impactful. But we don't talk to each other like that. We talk to each other more like the Message Bible, Would I am not a great, huge fan of the Message Bible. I feel it's a little fast and loose with the translation. But it's still a Bible translation. So if you read the Message Bible, praise God, because you understand it. I teach out of the New Living Translation. My two favorites are English Standard Version and New American Standard. They're eloquent but modern and more American English, okay? But whatever translation you read, you need to be reading it and or listening to it. I've noticed the last couple of weeks, I thought, last year I read every chapter of the Bible, I read it. And this year I'm, just, I'm, I'm going a little easier on myself, and I've said, you know what, I'm going to listen to the word, but if I don't listen to each chapter pretty well, I'm going to repeat it. Those are the days where I don't read it for myself, but sometimes I read it and listen to it, Sometimes I just listen to it. Sometimes I just read it. There's so many different ways you can do that, okay? So get into the Word. Peter was reading the Word. He said this was written in the book of Psalms where it says, let his home become desolate, poor Judas, with no one living in it. It also says let someone else, what, take his position. How many of you know there's always someone ready to take your place? I learned years ago, and I had to humble myself because Dad used to preach this. He would say, no one is indispensable. Dad always told me, and it, man, it was humbling to me. He'd, look, he'd be preaching, and he'd look at me, I think, sometimes. Dad was always brilliant with eye contact, and he'd just look at me, and he'd go, he'd go hey, no one, everybody can, everybody can be replaced. <laughs> Not me, man. I repent. Not me. I'm, uh-uh, I'm, and Dad used to say it this way growing up. He'd say, man, don't let someone else take your torch. You know what it says in the book of Revelation? Let no one take your crown. You hold on to what God gave you. You are kings and priests. Some of you are like, I'm a queen. You know what I mean. You are royalty in Christ. Call it what you call it. But man, can you imagine being a lady king? I don't know. That's kind of powerful. But whatever, you are kings and priests unto our God. That is powerful because of the blood of Jesus. So look at what he goes on to say. So now we must choose a replacement for Judas from among the men who were with us the entire time we were traveling with the Lord Jesus. From the time he was baptized by John until the day, until the day he was taken from us. Whoever is chosen will join us as a witness of Jesus' resurrection. These are the, that's the pack, the crowd of people who are hanging out with Jesus, basically while he was there ministering for three and a half years okay so they nominated two men joseph called barsabbas also known as justice justice is a cool name looking at that meaning sometime and matthias then they all prayed oh lord you know every heart show us which of these men you have chosen as an apostle a messenger someone say messenger to replace judas in this ministry ministry means service servant leadership we're big on that my wife says that's one of her passions teaching servant leadership living servant leadership we love that I man every Sunday morning I bring that up in the volunteer corps say hey man we are servant leaders we lead by example we serve there's moms in the house in here moms y'all are a great example of servant leaders (laughs) because you lead but you're always serving bless your heart right as an apostle to Judas in this ministry, this service, this opportunity for servant leadership unto God, for he has deserted us and gone where he belongs. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to elaborate on that. You figure it out. <laughs> Judas went where he belongs. My gosh. Then they cast lots, and Matthias was selected to become an apostle with the other 11. I don't believe Matthias was ever mentioned again, was he? I think that was it. You can confirm that, but... He replaced Judas. I'm sure he did great things, and he's probably in God's hall of fame in heaven, but I don't believe he was ever mentioned again in Scripture in the New Testament. On the day of Pentecost, oh, that's chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to save that for next week. Does anyone have any questions about what we went over today? Man, I hit a bunch of verses. I promise I wasn't trying to. Does anyone have any questions concerning what we just read? No pressure, really. No pressure, just checking. You can also ask me after church if you'd like, if you're too shy to ask here. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. The question always remains among us as believers is how can you go wrong when you just stay and stick with the word? You cannot. Here's what Jesus said John chapter 10, he said, The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, but I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. It's real simple. You've got to base your faith on the Bible, not what people say, not what the news says, not what tabloids say, not what uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and whatever else says. You've got to base your faith in Jesus on what he's done in your life, but especially upon what he said. He's going to stand by what he claimed. He's going to stand by what he said. He will fulfill his word. And let me tell you something right now, people of God. The world is not getting better. Your life is getting better. Your walk with God is getting better. I believe your family is on the up and up, getting better. But the world is not getting better. See, it's onward and upward for you. It's faith to faith and glory to glory. Man, you're going to do tremendous and amazing things for God. But the world is not getting better. We are on the brink of the book of Revelation now. Some say, man, it's already begun. It may have. It is the beginning of the end. What does that mean? How many years? I don't know. But live like it was tomorrow. Live like it was tonight. Put God first. Is there anyone in the house on this Wednesday night or maybe on the live stream who says, Pastor Matt, I just want to make sure my heart is right with God. Would you raise your hand, please? I'm going to pray with you just want to make sure my heart is right with God. God bless y'all. Thank you for your courage. Let's pray. This is for everybody in the house just to pray together as a family. Even if it was just a few that raised their hands, those on the live stream as well. Say, Heavenly Father, say, Lord, you know I love you. Say it again. Say, Lord, you know I love you. I just want to live like it. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I recommit myself to serving you. I may mess up, but I do not practice sin because I want to please you, Lord. Thank you for your word, which is your will, which is best. Thank you, Father. I give you glory.